Ryan, before we jumped on here, I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see that the city of Toronto has canceled all major events until the end of June. So that means we're nowhere close to the finish line here with this COVID-19 pandemic insanity. Nah. Mm. So on that on that note, buddy. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. And I could give someone a dollar if they guess the brand I'm drinking right now, and it's pretty easy. It's got a little acronym. It starts with a P and ends with an R. You gotta PBR, fill in buddy. the middle letter. PBR. Yeah. Guessed damn it. right. And how are you doing? How are you uh how are you coping with all this? I mean, this is like Honestly, man, like I've been, I've been working from home. I know I just asked you about yourself and now I'm going to talk about me, which is kind of classic Rob move, but like I, I've been working from home for three weeks and yesterday. So Monday, the 30th was when it really sort of set in. And I was like, this is life for the next six months. Like this, this thing ain't going away, buddy. No, no, it's not. It's not. You're not going to put a date on it. And then you're just going to wake up and be like, oh, okay, let's go back to being normal again. Like, no, No. this is going to be a while. And dude, I have a problem, man. I have a serious issue that I need to address. And it's, I got a couple days off work. Kind of like, do we go out work? Do we not go out of work? Cause I'm in residential construction. Kind of a, a a gray area there, but I, I've been home for five days now, and, and there is one thing that is just killing me. And every day, I crack open my PBR, drink a couple, sit there, watch a show, think about the podcast, and then it's just it just hits me. I'm just starving all day. I can't stop stuffing my face with food, man. Like, oh my god, it's a problem. Ryan, it's the quarantine 15. Dude, it, it, it's more than 15 at this point. Like, 15 was a week. Now it's... You're, you're looking at a while now. And, and, and dude, I can't stop eating. I'm starving. All the, I just ate dinner. I'm still starving. <laughs> like, I thought beer was supposed to bloat you, not make you hungry again. See, for me, it's like I miss the routine of going into the office. Because it's like, you know, you get up, go to work, hit the gym after work, come home, have some dinner, sit and watch... Uh, the Leafs, the Raptors, a show, go to bed, and then you you wait for the weekend. You work for the weekend, as the song goes. But working from home every day, it's like me and the fiance look at each other around five o'clock, and we're like, "You wanna you wanna have a glass of wine?" Yeah, yeah. Little uh, little, can I interest you in a little glass of red something? And then we look at each other, and we're like, "This is every day now." I, I miss What's like your- you go out, you, you work hard all day, and, and by the time you come home, like you're starving because you had your breakfast, you, you had your lunch. When you had your lunch, it was like twelve thirty, one o'clock. So by the time you get home from all the work you've been doing, I'm just starving. So I just enjoy the dinner I have so much when I get home, and it just fills me right up. And and here I am, 
just drinking beer like an idiot. You see, I wish I had a video. You should see this beer gut I'm rocking right now. It is sickening. It is disgusting. Just every day, just goop, 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 just adding on to it. And on top of that, I'm just starving all the time, stuffing my face. I, I will I will be at 230 by the time this thing is over. 230 the, LBs. I will be there. The beers are a factor for me, too, because oh. I loaded up because uh, I thought the LCBO was going to close. So I went and loaded up, as I talked about in our last episode. So got all, this, got all these buddy lattes sitting here now. Oh, dude, I, I, I won $500 gift card on the beer store by entering a contest on Instagram. Thank you, the beer store, for granting me a winner of that contest. Greatest thing that's ever happened to me. So I go to the beer store. I load up like you did. I got jealous after the last podcast when you were bragging about it. So I run to the beer store, put my gloves on, have my sanitizer, even thought about a mask for a second. I go there, load up. That was probably about a week ago. I go to my garage right now. It's it's gone. It's basically all gone. It's a problem at this point. As someone who um, works, as you said earlier, in the gray area, what's your take on all these people who are just ignoring the government's um, mandate at this point to stay home? I don't know, man. Like, I I feel bad for for the, like, I'm under the umbrella of residential construction. So like a lot of these guys, like they, they, they're, they're small companies who like the jobs we do every week. It's like those jobs are everything. So it's like, yeah, you could no, shut I know down that. No, for a no, week. I know that, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about just the people who like aren't in that situation and are out at the park on the weekend, kicking the ball around. I, I, I like you gotta get your exercise, but you know when you're being dumb. There's a difference between yeah. going and get your exercise with the people you're living with, who you can be close to, and then just going to hang out with your buddies. Like on my Instagram, man, on my personal Instagram, I don't see a lot of people hanging out with other people. I see a lot of people at home bored. No, I don't. I, I don't really see anybody. I think for the most part, for the people I know, they've all been home. They've all been doing what they've been told to do. Whether that's staying at a girlfriend, staying at their own house, um, whatever. Everything I've seen from my personal Instagram, it, it feels like people I know are listening. A lot of Zoom chats. Oh, crazy Zoom chats. The, the online videos of like the kids being little smart Alex in the Zoom chats. Like I'm tired of watching those already. I feel bad for those professors or teachers. We have to deal with that. Oh my God, man. If there was ever a time and like, I, I know that our listeners who have children are probably feeling it right now, but if there was ever a time where I'm like feeling grateful that I do not have the added responsibility of having a kid right now, man, like, especially now that like school's done for the rest of the year. Oh, hundred so percent. Like, yeah. There's no way. And now you're a parent and you're trying to figure out a lot of people have been laid off and lost their jobs. So now you're trying to figure out like applying for EI through um, the Canadian government and like making sure your family is safe and blah, blah, blah. And now you got to add like homeschooling on top of that. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Like no chance. If I had a kid right now, I would be like, okay, like I'll put this educational video on for you, but uh, I got bigger fish to fry right now than, um, then long division. Yeah, if you're in the first grade, it's like, what are you gonna zoom your teacher? 
Yeah. You can't even keep you can't even pay attention for more than ten minutes. No, it's true. Can't be doing that. So with this announcement today that Toronto's banned all like festival style events until the end of June, I there's some like gray area in there, as you said earlier. So I don't know if this applies to like leaf games or whatever. But as this goes on, buddy, like I I don't think they're coming back, dude. Like I don't see how you ask players to come back in June or July for the playoffs, then turn around and ask them to be back in camp in September, unless you abbreviate next season and start it in like January, which I don't see the league wanting to do. Which I heard some like rumors in the NBA that they've actually bounced that idea around that maybe starting like. Christmas time like that 2013 mini lockout year that they had just just start later I I don't know I I I agree with you I I, I'm looking at like August at this point as I also saw um, a story kicking around about the NBA where there someone was proposing the idea of them doing all the playoffs in like one centralized location yeah so like all the teams play in like Vegas or something but to me, I don't, I don't get how that works because if so, if a player gets COVID and has been in that building, you got to shut the building down. Yeah, there, there's, I, I dude, nobody knows. Like, forget yeah. sports, man. Like, just yeah, forget about sports. Even look, look at the cases in the United States. Like, just boop, 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 just raising every single oh, yeah. day, skyrocketing. Oh yeah, just, just oh, yeah. huge, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Like who's gonna make this decision? Like you know, I yeah. I don't. It's not worth it. Agreed. I, I just like we'll be here twiddling our thumbs because I don't think I think you're right. I don't think it's happening. I agree a hundred percent because it's like people have asked me these last couple of weeks, like, oh, are you are you missing the Leafs? And it's like, yeah, of course I miss the Leafs, but at the same time, it's like my head is not in sports right now. Like, I'm not sitting here, like, thinking about the Leafs all day, every day. It's like, I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about staying employed and what my plan is. Should I uh, get laid off? Like, a lot of other people have had to deal with. Like, that's, like, you, you're still out working. Like, so I'm, I'm worried about you, making sure you're okay. And, like, our, our parents are right in the, the window. Just, I'm sure, like, uh, everyone else's parents are right in the window where they're, like, the vulnerable part of the population. So it's like, that's where my head is at. My head is not really at oh man i i want to see the leafs play their last 12 games of the regular season or whatever like it's just not it's just not yeah it's it's far it seems far gone at this point yeah yeah it seems like it ended a while ago yeah it does and and it's just what what's the point of even coming back like i get the entertainment i get that maybe the tv ratings for some companies but if they did come back, there'd be no one in attendance. And if there's no one in attendance, then it's just weird and it doesn't look good. I, I That's just, what I'm saying, man. Like, what's it's the like, point of coming back and playing with no attendance? Like, it, it looks awful. Like, it, it's it's not it a, a good day, look, man. Yeah. Call it a day on this season and come back next year with a clean slate. Yeah, like, this isn't your fault, NHL or NBA yeah. or MLB. They're, they're kind of a weird spot, the MLB. But for the NBA and... and 
in the NHL. It's like, dude, this isn't your fault. Like, there's nothing you could do here. Like, guys were having amazing seasons. There was so close to the playoffs. But, like, you're just dealing with something you've never dealt with in your entire life. So, speaking about... We can let it go. Today's topic is going to be about Austin Matthews, and he's got 47 goals, bro. Like, he's... He's going to end this season three away from 50 goals. With 12 games left. Yeah, with 12 games left. He, like, he was going to get it for sure. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about for sure, but. Can I can I get something off, something off my chest about Major League Baseball and why it remains fourth? I'll give you my take. On my list I'll give you my fourth. take quick before you start. Okay. Whoop. Yeah, it's just like worst sport around, the big four, bud. If I had to rank the big four, baseball comes fourth, and I'll tell you why. Because baseball people are so ridiculous. Like, if baseball comes back, let's just say they come back in like June or July, okay, and they play a hundred and twenty game season, that's fantastic. And then you see these baseball people, like Ross Atkins, being like, "Well, we should do." Um, two seven inning double headers so we can play the full 162 and it's like that's just so baseball like you just can't handle not playing the full 162 traditionalists 120 game season is great right off the bat the games no pun intended the games matter yeah like the games matter right away we don't need 162 if you had to play, a, say you had to play 60 games, you know what I would do? I would just play your own division for 60 games. Just Call it a day. Just play your own division. Whoever wins your division wins the division. Still count the wild cards. But see, that's the only sport around where you could play with no fans and you won't notice. You know why? Because it's boring. It's the most boring sport on planet Earth. No yeah, adrenaline. No nothing. Not, you you could you could fan. play that game with nobody in the stands, and you wouldn't tell a difference. Hell, he, go down to Tropicana. It's basically that every single day. Head down to the Rogers yep. Center on a Tuesday night. It's like nobody's there. Anyway, little side rant there about baseball, but I just yeah, it's a joke. Traditionalists. Just, no, thank you. I don't. I don't see. I don't see the NHL coming back. I just don't. No. I think we'll be. This will be the forgotten season. And like, does this count as a year on everybody's contract? Like, I know what the answer is. The answer is going to be yes. But like, you're paying Austin Matthews 11.6 for five years. And now one year is just gone. Yep. That's a good point. You can make the argument. You can make the argument that like, they probably weren't going to win the cup this year anyway. So what difference does it make? And I'll grant you that. But like, one year is just gone. Patty Marlowe. Patty Marlowe got traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins to try and go on a cup run. Nope. Yeah, it's like the difference this time is it's not like a labor dispute. It's like, no, yeah. you need to stay at home so you don't get sick. Sicky. It's, it's, it's different. Like, I, if I'm an NHL player right now, hell, some of these guys have young children that they wouldn't have gotten any time to spend time with if it wasn't for this little little quarantine here. I, I guarantee you some of these guys look back on their lives and, they, and they're and they almost like appreciative of have the time they spent with their young child. You see it on Instagram. All these guys are having kids. 
And it's like, you're having like a mini vacation right now. I don't really understand what the, what the pay is or what they're going to do with the wages or are you you still getting paid in full? I don't know. But if you're making as much money as these guys are making, you should be good. But if dude, if I'm an NHL player, like I know we always stress like heart and determination and being there for the boys, but I'd be pretty pumped to just be home right now. I'm going to be honest. Everyone you, you knew had their health. Yeah, it's like, what, Don't would we going to go back and play and just risk everybody's health? Like, that's ridiculous. You can't do that. It is ridiculous. No, you can't do that. Ryan, this week's topic du jour for the Talking Buds podcast is the one, the only, number 34, Austin Matthews. Tons of great feedback, tons of great suggestions One of them that caught my eye was just having a general discussion about Austin Matthews, and that's what we're going to do today. I thought a lot about how we want to go about doing this, and I was like, should I like do a timeline of all his moments? I thought you wanted to do a timeline, though. No, I. You know what, Ryan? One of the things I pride myself on, and ourselves on this podcast, is how we're upfront with our listeners and the people who support us. There are some podcasts who can like do like a chronological timeline of things and it's, and they can just do it and it's good listening. I don't think that that's where we're at our best. I think you and I are at our best when we're just having a a discussion and I've, I took some stuff down and we are going to go through certain dates important dates in the Matthews era, but we're not going to sit here and, and go through Matthews entire career as a Maple Leaf, like in super minutia. How do you feel? You don't want to go through game first season, 82 games, second season, 62, third season, 68, and this season, 70. You don't want to go through every single one of those games, analyze every shift. He was out on the ice. Ryan, Ryan, there are a lot of people, and this is not a diss to them, whatever whatever turns your crank, but there are a lot of people who would relish the opportunity to do that, and you and I just aren't them, and we've never professed to be those types of people, so. Well, I'm going to be honest. We're talking buds, buddy. That's boring. Yeah, that, is that is boring. Boring. I like Austin Matthews, but at the end of the day, the guy's done a whole lot of nothing, other than score so, a lot of goals in the NHL. So, I do want to reminisce a little bit here, because it was a big deal when the Leafs got Austin Matthews, Ryan. Like, I remember where I was when they got the first overall pick. I remember where I was when they drafted him, and we'll get to that, but none of that would have been possible, Ryan, if the Leafs didn't execute what people have dubbed a dignified tank in the 2015-2016 season, finishing with a record of 29-42-11, and 11, the first season with Mike Babcock as head coach. I want to ask you first, what do you remember about that year? It's the greatest tank in the history of tanks. Oh, yeah. They, like, There's still no better in tank. every game. Yep, for sure. No better tank. And I feel like their image at that point as a franchise was already so down in the dumps and have already taken such a hit. And we're already such a laughing stock of the league that 
that that was the year after the uh, Carlisle Horchuk debacle. Yeah, it, it, and it's like they were awful. So like almost fans who weren't paying attention were like, "Oh, look at the Leafs, they're garbage." But while everybody in this market was like, "Look at this tank, like this is this is a serious." T- Any guy who can stop a puck on this team, we are no longer putting in the net. We have Peter Holland, good guy Peter Holland. I'm not I'm not taking a low blow at him, but he he was. First line. We had Mike Grabner. We had Leo Komarov going to the All Star game. We had Ryan, Ryan. Parento as our Ryan. leading scorer. Byron Fraze. Yeah, it was it was about Tobias as, yeah. Lindbergh. Victor Louvre. Yeah, it was tough, man. It, it, honestly, it it wasn't good tough. guy Matty Hunwick. Oh, he was a legend. No doubt. Sean Mathias. Did you say him already? No, but no. The thing I will say about this tank is for people who weren't diehard Leaf fans, it was like a good way to like poke fun at them. But everybody who's a diehard Leaf fan knew exactly what they were doing, wanted them to do exactly what they were doing to get up to get exactly what we got. So I was not pissed at all during that whole thing. I actually enjoyed it. That was that was such a memorable year for me because um, that was the year where it's like you knew what they were doing. So you, I'd watch the games, but like not very closely because you're like, no, no one on this roster, with the exception of Morgan Riley at the time, and Freddie the Goat was there too. Like, it's gonna be here in the future. So I'm plan. not gonna sit here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and they like, drafted invest. Willie Nylander that year too. Yep, I'm not going to sit here and invest my time and emotion into every game, night in and night out, when the goal is to come 30th. So that was interesting. Like, it was like, I, I'm watching the games, but and I'm just sort of watching them. Like, now, now when I watch games, and for as long as I can remember, I'm really paying attention to who's on the ice, what they're doing, like what the line combinations are, what the defense pairings are, like the how the goalie's playing, like who's on p- uh, power play one, who's on PK number one. Like the, I, I was not invested in any of that that season. No, and it went by fast, man. Like just I can't even remember that season. Yeah. I, I as far as I can remember, I remember Leo Komarov going to the to the All Star game. Other than that, I can't I can't recall one game of that season. But they had a plan. So- Five minutes ago, I said I wasn't going to throw dates out, but now I'm going to throw a date out. April 30th, 2016. It came down to the Leafs, Blue Jackets, and Winnipeg Jets as the final three picks in the draft, or the top three picks in the draft, I should say. The Leafs obviously secure that first spot. Where Ryan, do you remember where you were? Do you remember what you were doing? When I was in my living room, and I was bawling my eyes out. Basically, yeah. I was at a restaurant with um, our mom and stepdad in the bar, watching Bill Daly flip the card over, and then the whole place erupted. Yeah, I, I, I watched that today. I watched that today on YouTube. I still get goosebumps watching it. Yeah, that was that was. I I can't even like hindsight twenty twenty looking at Matthew stats in front of me, whatever. But I I can't even. 
um, lie. Like I just, I actually remember that moment just being the happiest guy on planet earth. And I'm sure I wasn't the only one, but it was, it was like the coolest thing ever at that time. You got Babcock, you, you went through a year. Now you got the number one overall pick, which you look at this franchise's history. And one thing they seriously lack is guys who are young and can turn around a franchise. So it it was, it, to me, it's a top Just five like Leaf impressive moment. Impressive draft picks. Like, I know I know some Leaf um, historian, someone who follows it way closer than me, like their draft history is going to, like, lose it on me for this. But, like, prior to that, it's like they drafted Morgan Riley. And, like, who before Riley that made any sort of, like, real impact? Like, was it Wendell? Yeah, I I guess yeah, like, I, I I don't know. Like they've always been a team that has. Like, I can't really speak for eighties, seventies, sixties Leafs. Like when when we really started paying attention to the Leafs, it was nineties, and it was always about bringing in. Well, they got Mats when he was pretty young, but they didn't draft him. No, they didn't draft him. They traded him to. Yeah, they got Dougie the through Quebec trade. Nordique. They got they traded they Wendell got, to the Quebec Nordique to get Mats. Yeah, and then they and then they get. Uh, Dougie through a trade. They get Cujo through a trade. I guess they oh, got yeah. Podven as a rookie. Oh, yeah. 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 He came in as a rookie. But other than that, it was always like trade for a guy. Think about the early 2000s. They go get Owen Nolan. They go get Brian Leach. They go get Jeff O'Neill. They go get like uh, Darcy Tucker. Like they just. they Joe Newendike. Joe Newendike. Gary Roberts. Dude, they've been, dude, they've been playing. They've been playing classic games on Sportsnet the last couple of weeks. They played one of the playoff games against the Ottawa Senators when the Leafs roster. Dude, it it is a crime that that team did not win a Stanley Cup in those yeah, years. It was the 04 year. It was, was it was the oh, it was the year the team was yeah. Stacked. It was the year where they got dusted out by uh Ronick in the second round. Oh yeah. No, no, and then they had another year where they made it to the conference final against the Hurricanes and lost to Artie Urbe. Yeah, but their their the team wasn't as good. That was two years prior. I don't think their team oh, was as good then than it was the year they got dusted by uh, by Ronick in the sixth game. Yeah, dude, terrible. They just never had any defense. It's not bad. I didn't want to get into it. On, on to Austin Matthews. Another date, June 24th, 2016. Where were you when Mark Hunter, the now departed, and by that I mean back with the London Knights, Mark Hunter announced that the Leafs were drafting Austin Matthews. Before you even answer that, sorry, bad habit of mine. I watched some video today, like recounting all the events leading up to them drafting Matthews. Do you remember the amount of people who were like, Whining. Matthews are low? Like, yeah, 100%. What? what? Yeah. What? Like, that is a joke to even put Line joke. A in the same. It's a joke. Put a one dimensional guy like Line A. And I know, like, we'll, we'll talk about Matthews a little later and have some expectations we still have for him, but I'm sorry. Like anyone who was pulling for line A, you, you need your head examined. Yeah, I agree. I, I somewhere along the way, I, I think it was um 
maybe the Chicago Cup run. It, it might have started with Sid. But somewhere along the way with that Taves Kane Cup run, the idea of just getting a, a number one centerman just became the biggest deal of all time. So for that draft, you're looking at a, a, a high scoring, high powered winger, or just a now that we know a high scoring, how high powered center. Like you're gonna take the center every day of the week. That dude, that's just TSN. And Sportsnet, just just oh, like yeah. just it, you got a lot of time to fill, and there's not much to fill it with when it comes to hockey. So if you got to run with a story, you run with a story. Yep. So they draft Matthews, and then October twelfth, twenty sixteen, his first game ever. They lose five four in overtime to the Ottawa Senators, and Matthews gets all four goals. Now, this is the day I remember where I was. Yes. I finished work around 7 o'clock, and my girlfriend was living downtown by then, and I was in Newmarket, so that's about a 50-minute drive up there. And I remember I got in my car halfway through the first, and by the time I got to her place, it was the beginning of the third period, and I listened to every single goal on the radio called by Joe Bowen, which is is not a horrible thing. If anybody's going to make it and feel like you're not missing out, it's definitely Joe Bowen. Yes. So to, to hear the, his calls on the radio during that was phenomenal. So it was like getting there, knowing what already happened, finding all the replays of how it happened, being the most excited guy on planet Earth. Because at that time, it's like, I'm the biggest Austin Matthews fan on planet Earth. This is all we've been waiting for. This is all we've been clamoring about. We had Phil Kessel. We All we wanted was a number one center, and this was finally it. And the guy literally goes out and has the single greatest debut of all time. It is, yeah, it is NHL number history. one. Yeah, yeah. The greatest sure. debut into the league in the history of the game for the franchise that is the number one go-getter in terms of financials in the franchise that is the number one sad sack loser. And it was yep, just like, sure. finally, finally, we have a guy. We all, the hype, it, it wasn't like, oh, oh we're 10 games in, Matthew doesn't have a goal. Four in one game. Like, it was just, it seemed like it was just destiny. And, and everything else moving forward was going to be the greatest thing ever. The way I want to handle this now going forward, we've covered off the key dates of him becoming a Maple Leaf. Just Let's just throw out some of our um, favorite memories. I'll go first. From uh, his rookie season, 2016-2017, his two-goal performance in the Heritage Classic against the Red Wings. Second goal was in OT. I, I still I, Another game they had on Sportsnet a couple weeks ago that I watched. Dude, their team... I'm I'm gonna say it. Their team was their team in that game would have pwned the Leaf team this year. Hundred percent. Wouldn't like not even close. And and back then we would have ripped JVR. We would have ripped Bozak. We would have ripped Komarov. Yep. We would have ripped Kadri. But if you look back on it, this is what happens when you have to pay guys in the NHL. You got to lose guys like that. Yep. You got to be JVR yep, scoring sure. thirty a year on the second or third line for two years. I'm just watching that JVR. Ozak Marner line like wheel and deal in the offensive zone and I'm just like they don't like 
they don't do this anymore. No, and you look at you look at the early Chicago years where they had Buffalo, Sharp, Versteeg, Taves, Kane, just loaded, and and then yeah. every year it just went a little lower and lower and lower and less pumped up, and the lines just depleted, and that's what's happening to this team because it's funny that you say that, but like if you actually look back on that team, like they they had some legit lines, like yeah, legit lines. Let's At the end of the day, they're all roster. There's let's pull their roster up right now. From I mean, before you're pulling up the roster. One thing I can tell you right now: the difference between that team and this team, there's one thing they have in common. They were still soft. They had Leo Komarov. They had Nazem Kadri. Everyone else was still soft. Bozak was oh, soft. First, JVR was soft. Matthews all, is soft. Second of all, I'm I'm an idiot, and I called it the Heritage Classic. It was the hundredth game. It was the Centennial Classic. That's fine. So no one cares. Stupid me. Stupid me. No one cares about that. So yeah, let's find. Uh, let me let me find like their roster listed out here. They have Patty Marlowe that year. No, they didn't no, have Patty Marlowe yet. They no, they him. didn't have Pat- Patty Marlowe yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't so have they Patty had Matthews, yet. They had Nylander, Hyman, uh, Bozak, Van Riemsdyke, uh, Marner. They would have had Kadri, Komarov, and fill out the rest of the four after that. I, I can't remember them off the top of my head. Brought in Brian Boyle late. Um, yeah, they did. That was the year they brought they brought in Boiler. Great unis, too. Not as great as the unis that they wore at the big house. Good pro. Yeah, but... Oh, the unis boiler. they wore, um, the most recent one, are garbage. The 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 white. The white ones? Oh, yeah, that was in the, the outdoor game Ugh. in Washington a couple years garbage ago. Garbage uniforms. Oh, those are... Those are those are actually my least favorite Maple Leaf uniforms of all time. I don't think they've ever made a worse version of a Maple Leaf uniform than that one. That one is god-awful. Florida Panthers-Toronto Maple Leafs mashup. Ugh. Terrible. Okay, ready? Forwards. Zach Hyman, Connor Brown, Matt Martin, who was wearing no visor. Matt I noticed Martin. that the other day. That's a great Matt one. Matt Martin. Mitch Marner, James Van Riemsdyk, Nikita Shoshnikov, William Nylander, Freddie the Goat. Yep. William Nylander, Freddie the Goat, Austin Matthews, Tyler Bozak, Nazem Kadri, Leo Komarov. On defense, good guy Matty Hunwick, Connor Carrick, Nikita Zaitsev, Morgan Riley, Roman Polak, and Jake Gardner. Freddie Anderson in the net. Yeah, it's a better lineup. What else can you say? I, I mean... There, yeah, like it just is. Like I know there's people who are gonna freak out when they hear us say that, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, like the 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 main thing they have in common with now is that it was still a soft hockey team, and they were still a little weak on defense. Nothing much has really changed. They can score a lot of goals then. They can score a lot of goals now. They couldn't defend much then. They can't defend much now. So at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, yeah, they might have a little more talent, a little more star power, name value up front. But uh, thinking back to it, it, same problems then, same problems now. Another favorite memory of mine from his rookie year was the 
playoff goal in game six against the Capitals, a game they ultimately lost. But again, fire that highlight up on YouTube. Outstanding. Wins the Calder Trophy. 40 goals. Yep, 40 goals, 29 assists in his rookie year. It's legit. That You can't get any more legit than that, man. That that is That was... That that end of that season, losing to the Capitals in that first round, it was it was like okay, cool, like this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to lose in the first round when you're learning, you're gaining experience. And the next yes. year you can get better, and then the next year you can get even better. And the next year your season gets suspended by COVID nineteen. Looking at everything today, the 2017-2018 season, his sophomore year, is like the forgotten year of Austin Matthews. Like, I fired up 2017-2018 highlights. First of all, he missed 20 games. He had three different minor injuries that year. Remember, he had a wrist injury in there, a couple upper bodies. Hey, two years in a row. Like I don't want to get too yeah. far ahead, but those, those two middle years, it was pretty... Um, He didn't miss a lot. I thought he missed a lot more than he did looking back at the games played. But it, it was still. It seemed like a chunk, and it, and it took a chunk out of his statistics. That's for sure. The NHL has some really great like individual player highlight packs on YouTube. I highly recommend if you guys are looking for some to check out, hit those up. Those are really good. One of the things I remembered in watching one of them today was his second greatest selly of all time. He has a goal called back for goalie interference against the Colorado Avalanche and then scores again later and turns and does the good goal gesture right beside the referee. Yeah. I had that as like my Twitter background photo for a year and a half. That that, that second, uh, actually no, that second year, even though he missed 20 games, but um, he's still a plus 25 that year. That's pretty legit. Yep. Like he still had a pretty good year. I I actually found the next year he 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 didn't he only missed uh, uh fourteen games, but he he that year I don't know those two years seem a little forgotten. I guess I don't know. You're right. It's well the the first time he faced like real criticism, Ryan. I I wanted to make a note of saying this today was in his second year in the first round series against the Bruins. Oh, it's he garbage. had one goal and one assist in seven games yeah. that year. And the Bruins, like, and and I'm not going to sit here and say that he played, like, garbage. Like, the Bruins are the Bruins, and they just turned him into a non-factor. But, like, two points in seven games. And that was the first time I remember, like, the media going after him a little bit and people starting to say, like, we need some more from you here, bud. Yeah, and and that's when um, the trip down to Arizona happened. For oh, Mikey yes. Boy. Yes, that offseason. Yeah, because he was yes. ghost town in that series. And and the immediate yes. blame game went to uh, my favorite Maple Leaf right now, who at the time was not my favorite Maple Leaf. At the time, I was actually in Matthew's corner saying that they should get this guy off his line. And that's we when the, 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 the trippy down to Arizona went, went down. That's right. That's right. Good memory. Because he was awful that series, man. He was terrible. That's what I'm saying. He was a non-factor. He was a a non-factor. And and what made me remember that is when you you texted me and you were like, let's think about all like the Matthews things we can think of. And I'm just like, I remember him um, in the last playoff series against the Bruins. He was phenomenal. He was was amazing. 
And then, and then I remember the year before he was like this, he was garbage that year. And then, and then they had that whole debacle with Mike and him and, and Hyman and, and getting him the right players to play with. And it's just, if, and you think that year was such a disappointment too, because they, they go out to the Capitals and then they get to game seven with the Bruins and we, we don't need to talk about what happened there, but it's just like, okay, learning experience, learning experience, learning experience. And then they just stop dead and they made it one game further and they just stopped dead in their tracks again. Yep. They come back for the 2018, 2019 uh, season and Ryan, one of the early games of the season was the epic showdown, which I think a lot of people consider the most entertaining game of the Matthews era was the showdown between him and Patty Kane where they each scored two goals Matthews with, I said earlier, the um, goal against the Avalanche was his second most epic selly. His most epic selly came in this game when he did the Hulk Hogan ear grab after yeah, he did the, scoring he did a the second Patty goal. Kane uh, imitation. Yep. And then moments later, Patty Kane returns the favor. And that was, that was, yeah. that was epic, epic television. That, it, it was a little bit of pro wrestling in there, especially with two American born hockey players. But I remember that game being so cool too, because that was, it was still early in early in the Johnny T Maple Leaf era. So like he potted a couple of that. Didn't he score the OT winner? I'm pretty sure. I think he did, but he, he him chipping in in that game too, was like just as exciting as seeing Matthews and Kane go head to head. I actually agree. I think that is, one of the most entertaining games of the era for sure. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another, um, great memory that I saw, I fired up on YouTube today was the, O um, the OT winner against Buffalo with 2.7 seconds left. Like that, that to me is like the quintessential Austin Matthews highlight. Like if you're watching a, a story on sports center or uh sports central about Austin Matthews, in their little highlight reel that they play, that goal will always be in there. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I can't. I can't put my finger on the one you're talking about. To be honest with you, I, I, I'm trying to remember it. But it scores just, to beat Buffalo in Buffalo with 2.7 seconds there's, left. There's so in OT. many. There's so many different things like in my head. Good goals he scored, which is something to be said about the way he's played. Cause if I can remember that many and I can almost forget a great moment that it shows you how many good moments he's actually had. So this is where the conversation is going to um, shift a little bit because last year he signs his contract extension and it was five years with an AAV of 11.6. And the deal is largely criticized because the fans feel it was yet another example of Kyle Dubas bowing to players' demands due to the five-year term. I think we all like got our heads around the fact that Matthews was going to get somewhere in the 11 to 12 range, but I think the five-year term was what was frustrating yep. for some people. Like In hindsight, we talked a little bit about this last week, but let's just let's go through it again. In hindsight... What do you think about that? I think it's still a terrible deal. I, 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 I've thought about it. I, there's just no excuse for it. I, I just don't remember a, a high class player signing for that little of term for that much money. I, I don't. Yeah. It, it's the first time that it's happened. Connor McDavid didn't do that. Sid didn't do that. 
Uh, Ovi didn't do that, unless I'm mistaken, but I'm almost 100% sure they didn't do that. And, and he's in that level. He's in that, like, top five, whether, like, do I think he's a top five skilled player in the world? No, but when it comes to name value and star power and guys you think of when you think of the NHL, I think he is in the top five. And those guys get paid a lot of money, but the difference is, is those guys get paid seven, eight years. In five years, it was just Kyle Dubas just getting spanked, in my opinion, by by Austin Matthews' agent in his camp over what they wanted. He literally got bent over and spanked. And I think it's a horrible deal. I, I, I Not for one second do I think that's an acceptable deal. I think it's garbage. It was no good. The, when it's all said and done, do you see him re-signing here, or do you see him... Wanting to go play somewhere I don't else. know, man. I, I think it just depends on what happens over the next four years because yeah. this, this year's down the drain. I think it's a roll of the dice because I think as, as an American-born player, there probably is a part of him that wants to play somewhere in the U.S. And that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to begrudge him. However, one thing we do know about Austin Matthews is he likes the celebrity side of being a pro athlete. And there is nowhere in the National Hockey League where you are a bigger celebrity than in Toronto. I, 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 I've never, ever, ever bought into the hype of him just caring so much about being a U.S. hockey player that he has to go play in the U.S. The only two places he can go in the U.S. are to Arizona to be a little hero to all the kids in the awful hockey market. And be a good story. Or he can go to the Rangers. Or LA Kings. Other than that, like, I don't see any other option. Like, I just don't get... I've never bought into the US hype at all. I, I don't believe I, in that. I, I believe all his decisions are going to be based off his experiences. To it. And when his time it has come to re-sign a deal, there better be a coach he likes there and there better be a GM he likes there. And a player he likes playing with. Because if there's not, if there's not, then that's what's going to make him leave. I understand that, but I think Americans in their nature are very patriotic. And I think, um, I think it is a factor, right? Like I do. Like I, I is it like this massive overwhelming thing? I don't know. But do I think it is a factor and it plays a role? Yes, I do. If you want to go be a celebrity in the NHL, you got to play three plays. You got to play... In Toronto, you got to play in Montreal, or you got to play for the Rangers. That's it. That is it. What about the Boston no, Bruins? No, you're not. You're not. You, that is not a market that that can dictate being famous. Like, yeah, you could be famous within the city, but why not go to New York and do that and be on Jimmy Fallon one night? I'm sure Henrik Lundqvist has been on Jimmy Fallon or 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 whatever shows out of New York. I'm sure he's been on Saturday Night Live. Like if that, if you're talking about celebrity and being buddies with a celebrity, like first of all, the guy he's buddies with is the number one artist on Spotify right now, whether you like him or not. So if you really care about celebrity, it's it's those three places, and you can almost exclude Montreal from that because Montreal is such a bubble. But like Toronto, New York Rangers. If it, like that's it for me. Like I, I just, I think the whole U.S. thing is so overhyped. I, I don't think it's a thing. I think it's gonna be based on experience here. 
does he like the coach? Does he like the GM? Does he have a player to play with? To me, that's what's going to dictate him resigning. He would finish the 2018-2019 season with 37 goals and 36 assists in 68 games played. He he his most significant injury of his career came that year too. Do you remember Ryan? He at a in a game at home against the Winnipeg Jets. He gets hit in the shoulder by Jacob Truba and he misses four weeks. And some could argue, slash would argue that he's never quite been the same since that injury. From just like a a, a dominating perspective. Yeah, I think if you look at the stats after this yeah. shortened season, I think that's kind of out the window. Yeah. Agreed. I think the season put that uh, put that argument to rest. Last summer, he was put on the cover of NHL 20, or as you would call it, Chell. I, I haven't played that video game since 2012, probably. Why is that? This is an awful video game. No offense to the it NHL, is. no offense to EA Sports and everyone who makes that game. If you go play NBA 2K and you have a little run in the park with your with your created player and playing the whole immersive career mode in that game, there, there's a reason why you never go play NHL again after that. It's an awful video so, game. So you're saying that NBA 2K is the greatest sports video game going today? Oh, 100%. There's no, I don't think there's a video game even close to it. Not even close. That is the goat of video games for sports. So, we, I'm, I'm, we're not going to sit here and go into depth about this season that's currently on hold. Like, if, if you want to hear our thoughts about all the Matthews moments, there's tons of episodes so far this season. So, feel free to go back and listen to those. At the time of the season being suspended, as we said earlier, he's sitting at 47 goals and 33 assists. He would have gotten 50. Based on what we said earlier on, I don't think he's going to get there because I don't think the season is coming back. Um, I wanted to touch on this before we uh, call it quits for this week, Ryan. We voiced our first frustration with him a bit this year. And we've said on paper, that doesn't make sense because the numbers are there. However, we've waited for him to go to that quote-unquote McDavid level. And he he hasn't gone there a whole heck of a lot. So, you're, you're Ryan Furnish. You're looking in your crystal ball. Where does Austin Matthews go from here? Well, he's not Connor McDavid, that's for sure. He doesn't play like him, he doesn't skate like him, he doesn't pass like him. But one thing he does do better than Connor McDavid is score goals. And I think statistically, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but he probably is the best five-on-five goal scorer since he's entered the league. He is just, it's just the puck finds him on the ice. It's just, there's no other way to explain it. When you're as gifted as a goal scorer as he is, just the puck finds him. And he's got one of the best wrist shots in the league. And one thing this guy's going to do in his NHL career, whether he plays... 82 games a season or 60 games a season. He's going to score goals and he's going to score a lot of goals five on five. And if he ever, ever figures it out on the power play as much as Ovi has or Stamkos has or any prolific goal scorer on the power play, he's going to be one of the most dangerous hockey players to ever step on the ice when it comes to putting the puck in the net. Another thing I know about Austin Matthews is I'm looking at his stats right now. 
His first year, he had 14 penalty minutes. The next two years, he had 12, and this year, he's eight. He's probably one of the softest six foot three, 220 pounders to ever play in the league. Right up there with James Van Riemsdyk. And that is what frustrates so many Leaf fans like me and you or like all the other guys who who tend to be a little more old school than analytic is big boy. He's, he's a dream. He's a huge center who could score goals. And if he really wanted to, he could go a little Lindros. I'm really glad you brought that up because when I say that there's still another level that I think he can go to, that's what I mean. And do I think that Austin Matthews is going to play like Eric Lindros? No. But do I think he's a big man and can dominate a little bit more physically? Yes, I do. And do I think that will add another level to his game? Yes. Like, you saw it. I'm going to reference it for the fifth time on here since it happened. The game against Florida a month ago. Goes behind the net, bangs a guy, gets the puck, it's in the net. Like, and I'm hoping that being 22 years old, like, it's just, it's something that has to, like, click. Because you're out there playing against, like, men. So it's intimidating. I get it. But that's the level I want him to go to. So I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, and it's just it pisses me off too because like look at his one of his best friends off the ice is Matthew Kachuk and look at that guy. That guy was nineteen. He didn't give a shit about yeah size difference or being intimidated. And, and we we've said it since day one of this podcast. I guarantee if you go back to the first episode of this podcast, we gave the rant we've probably given the most out of any rant on this pod, and that's. You don't need to be a fighter. You don't need to be dropping your gloves. You just need to forecheck and, and use your body. And that's toughness. And that is him in a nutshell. It's, bro, if you just go in and just lean on a guy a little bit, like, it's a, it's a world, look at Ovi, bro. Like, look, that guy destroys guys. He's not a fighter. He doesn't drop his gloves. Yeah. He just sees the spots and he dummies guys because he's a big boy. Yeah. And, and he was, he wasn't a, a hitter when he got in the league, he learned that over time. And, and it's, I'm it's saying, I'm hoping it's a level that he can eventually. Yeah. Get. It's like that, that is the next level that, that is how you dominate this game. If you're already considered a top five player, or a top 10 player by guys who analyze this league, then if you add that to your game, you're almost guaranteed to be top three. Like that's all you need. And that's what you're missing out of him. That that's simple as that. The guy can score as much as anybody. Nicer wrist shot than anybody. Puck finds him better than anybody. But until he starts leaning on some dudes, if he ever figures that out, then that's what's going to take him to legendary status in this league. Yeah, and I think I think it's really as simple as that. Like if you look at him and you look at his game, like that's the only element that's really missing because the numbers are there. So it's like, it's not like you can sit here and go, well, if he does this and then if he does that, it's like, it's one element that he needs to add. Yeah. And that'll take him to where we all want him to be. Yeah. He's a, he's a four tool player. The the old baseball five tool player. He's a four tool player. He's just missing the physicality. Just go, dude, you're a man. You got testosterone. You got, 
You, you got nuts. Like, just go go hit somebody. Dude, Rock, every year, he's going to be in the conversation for the Rocket Richard Trophy, and I'm going to say it again. I want him in the conversation for the heart. That's where I want him. Like, he is put picking this team up, putting them on his back, and dragging them to a Stanley Cup. That's what Sid's done. That's what Taves and Kane have done. That's what I'm sure Connor McDavid is eventually going to do now that they have some competent management. And they got Leon Dreisaitl, too. Yeah, so you know what? Maybe it is a combo, like a Taves and Kane. It's him and Nylander, or him and Marner. Yeah, you like, might need a wingman. Cool. I'm okay with that. Like, go for it. But, like, look down the bench and say, enough is enough. I'm taking this game over. And that's... That, that's I really... That's the, the, is it going to click? Is that going to click? Like, you, yeah. there's no guarantee if it's going to or not. But we, from from watching other players' careers and watching all sports, not even just the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, like, until you have that, like, F this, I'm going to go take over this game because I can, because I'm the baddest man on this ice when I want to be. Like, that. that's where he goes into, like, legendary, not even Leaf, fame just hockey hall of fame just legendary stuff like that that is the level he needs to hit to become a legend and it it could happen it could not who knows i think that's a great spot to finish up on this week ryan Any uh, any last thoughts from yourself? Anything else you want to touch on? No. Before we uh, call it quits this week, or is that it for no, you? No, I'm almost done my PBR here, so oh, so you got to go. Yeah, get the top it's almost up. time for a top up. So that means I got to leave the room, which means I got to turn off my microphone, or else I don't know what's going to come out of here. Yeah. Once again, I just want to say to everybody, thank you so much for downloading and sticking with us. Hope you're keeping safe out there. Wash your damn hands. Do everything you got to do. Don't be out. Social distancing, all that stuff. It's all important. Don't forget, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Massive, massive help to us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Even during this really unpredictable time, we really appreciate it. And you're the reason why we're still doing these shows. So thank you very much. We'll catch you guys next week. Hi, I'm Joel McLeod, co-host of the 905er podcast. The 905 is one of the most diverse and densely populated regions of Canada. Four and a half million of us live, work, and play in the area surrounding Toronto. That's more people in the 905 than actually live in Toronto. Each election, the 905 decides who forms our government at both the provincial and federal levels. So why isn't more attention being focused on us here in the 905? We're looking to change that. My co-host, Roland Tanner, and I tell the stories that define what we are calling the most important region in Canada. Each week, we bring to your attention news, culture, and issues that make up what it means to be a 905er. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. Or you can visit us at 905er.ca to subscribe. Hi, I'm Matt Kundal. 
host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Cundell wherever you get your podcasts.